Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Good day, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Steam and Agents Football Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Mitsubo SG and, and Starshot Bakery. Continuing with our episode to build up to the next or upcoming Premier League season. Um, last episode, we talked about Manchester United with Uday and Arjun. And today, we're going to have uh, we're going to focus on the, the next top six club, which is Arsenal Football Club. And um, previously, we had a few Arsenal fans on board with us. Really, we had Nihue, we had Melody. And today, we are very glad to, 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 to welcome another new Arsenal fan um, from India to join us on our podcast today. Um, Kapil, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Stephen and Arjun, for inviting me. I'm really glad to be here. No problem. And we are, we are very excited to, 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 to talk about, you know, Arsenal and... And you know, you know, doing podcasts and talking about football is 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 is, is a very, very very happy thing because we can talk to people from around the around the world about a common topic. And also, um, not to forget my co-host Arjun. Arjun, welcome back. Thanks, Stephen. Good to be back. Yeah, Arjun, can you believe it? We are two weeks away from the start of a new Premier League season. It yeah. feels like football just ended recently. You know, you know, you have. Uh, Premier League, then you have Champions League final, then you have the Euros coming up, and now we have Olympics, and now Olympics ending, and then Premier League is back again. Yeah, we had Copa America as well, and yeah, we are having Premier League again. It's been non-stop football, and I think for a football fan, it's amazing. Uh, even next season, we have the World Cup as well, next year. So there's no gap in football, I think, for the next uh, one and a half to two years. Yeah, we have World Cup next year, and then we also have um, African Cup Nations in January next year as well. So, yeah, a lot of football coming up. And also, um, last but not least, to also welcome our guest for today. Um, with her help, we managed to connect with Kapil. Melody, welcome back. Hello. Yes, I'm glad to be back. All right. Um, welcome back, Melody. Um, all right, so we, we're going to jump straight into it, um, talking about Arsenal Football Club. Um, first question I'll direct to Kapil. Kapil, so transfer, um, the transfer market has been open for quite a while now. Arsenal has recently signed um new signing like Albert Sambi uh, Lokonga, and also um, recently they have announced 15 million signing of defender Ben White. Um, how do you rate Arsenal's transfer so far? Uh, it has been amazing, I must say, because we are not used to getting the business done very uh, at the start of the window. It's often at the end of the August or at the end of the transfer window. But this has been great. Uh, Arsenal had the targets in their mind and they have worked on it very well. Uh, since we have signed three players, I think there will be more departures before we get the other signings. Yeah, so do you... I mean, talking about Ben White as well as the transfer business, uh, I mean, we've come across a lot of uh, other football fans mentioning that Ben White is too expensive at 50 million and it's only... Uh, worth 50 million because he's an English player. They call it the English tax. So, do you think he's worth 50 million or do you think he's overpriced because of this English tax? 
uh i must say that it was not known to many arsenal fans uh it started when uh, ben white traveled with england squad to euros and then the interest emerged and then the transfer happened it was not like for a couple of months he was uh linked with arsenal's move but uh i think only time will tell if we have a success in the future and ben white plays a bigger role then the move is justified because i remember a couple of years back arsene wenger saying uh, rob holdings after rob holdings great performances i'm sorry he didn't cost you 50 million so i am a bit skeptical about it but only time will tell right now i'm just happy about we have signed someone with a quality yeah so that's a pretty interesting view on ben white um how about you melody uh, do you share kapil's view point on the signing of ben white and the price tag 50 million i agree with kapil i think that it's too early to say whether he's worth the 50 million time will tell but i think he's an exciting signing a good prospect so i hope that he settles well in arsenal and will do well for us um yes th- Thanks, Mandy. Um, Kapil, going back to what you said, we are um, Arsenal is expecting a few um departure since they signed two players, three players. But I feel that it's more of a replacement than a than a signing and than an addition so far because we saw um we saw David Luiz left earlier, um last season, and then you have Ben White coming in. Then we also saw Gun uh, Gundozi left, um Odegaard left, Sebalos left, and then you have um Lokonga coming in. Um, who else do you anticipate to leave Arsenal ahead of next season? uh there have been names of manuel lokatelli uh, maybe re-signing martin odegaard and ruben neves name was in the mix uh with arsenal already completing signings of nuno tavares sambi lokonga and ben white as you said now we can focus on the different positions such as the right back or a creative midfielder or even look for uh a young signing for the striker so basically as always we are struggling to generate income through sales that's why i feel ki uh we should see more departures uh because it's a surprising news because arsenal weren't expecting lotaro martinez which is now linked with arsenal since yesterday uh for a move from inter and we can see departures of adn kitia and possibly alex lacazette in that case we can move for a forward tabi ambraham's name is also in the mix as for the reports and then i can also see for the uh, position of the goalkeeper in case of burnley no departs uh, we have johnston and ramsdale uh, who would be the ones could be signed by the gunners and since we have also academy keeper arthur okonkwo have signed a contract extension but i feel he is one for the future and right now what we need immediately is a cover for burnley no even if he doesn't leave so we are in the mix for a goalkeeper uh, probably a creative midfielder and uh, number 9 yeah thanks kapil i think it's a very good point you raised there about um, arsenal struggling to 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 raise profit from departures i was thinking back to to the to the players that left arsenal uh, the big profile players that left arsenal previously which is including fabregas was free um vampersi was very expensive for manchester united i believe honry was cheap as well <laughs> yeah um there wasn't really big money departure from arsenal Um yeah talking about the attacking midfielder um depart- department you know um recently uh Emil Smith Rowe signed a new contract with Arsenal and he has been you know the shining star last season uh for Mikel Arteta uh, team alongside with Bukayo Saka um how do you see these two players you know playing uh, in, in the team next season 
Oh yes, they are very, very, very prospective uh, youngsters at the Arsenal. Uh, they are often dubbed as Hayland FC of late. This current crop of homegrown or academy players uh, indeed have uh, some special affection towards them. And as you already mentioned, Emil Smithrow was excellent along with Saka during the last season, which wasn't good for the Arsenal as a team, but for these individuals, it was great. Uh, not all homegrown or academy players are equal. On one side, we have Saka and ESR, while on the other side, we have Race Nelson, Maitland Niles, or Joey Villa, who would be on their way out of the club. Uh, I still remember on uh, at the start of the last season, after around Boxing Day, uh, Smithrow was selected to start in the first Premier League fixture, and he made sure that his presence was felt and always looking forward forward passes, making dangerous runs, positions on the ball. Uh, it was time he filled the number 10 wide perfectly and was kind of uh, reignited a spark in that Arsenal team. And since then, he was on the rise with his consistency. And I believe to add on to, this is the season when Arteta should build around Smithrow. Uh, a fundamental block is in place with uh, Smithrow's new long-term contract extension. Uh, which also mm. fends off the other Premier League clubs, including Ashton Villa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and let's not forget one more player, one more youngster that Arsenal have in their locker, Joe Willock. He's got eight goals in 17 appearances for Arsenal uh, for Newcastle last season. Um, do you think we should? Uh, do you think Arsenal should loan him out again, or you know keep him in the team? Uh, well, I don't understand how Arteta looks at the situation. Similarly, he. Uh, did for Guendouzi, Matteo Guendouzi, or even he didn't yes. play Cedric Suarez at times. He had a great patch in between, but he yes. preferred playing Callum Chambers over Cedric Suarez in place of Hector Bellerin. So I'm not sure how mm-hmm. Arteta looks at Joe Villock. Personally, I think he can be a great asset for Newcastle if he goes back. I personally don't see him making it big at the club. Oh, okay. All right. Um, moving on to you know, the replacement for players that departed, that really departed. Um, yeah. Who do you think uh, will be will be the right signing to replace um Odegaard and Sebao's position next season? Because we know that you know they just went back to Madrid and there are rumors about um Odegaard coming back. You know, Arsenal signing him permanently, or should you look from within the club like um Emil Smith Rowe, Joe Willock as an attacking midfielder? Um, yeah. What's, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, Arsenal always maintained their stance that if Odegaard or Real Madrid wants to sell him, then Arsenal always have their doors open. And I think if it is the transfer that could stretch till the end of the transfer window. And when we signed Sambil Lokonga, uh, we had the rumours that Granit Xhaka was off the club going to Roma, but now... Uh, yesterday we got the news that he might yeah, yeah, sign a long-term contract. So yeah. it is a bit dicey in the midfield. Uh, we should certainly see departures in the terms of fringe players, maybe uh, Race Nelson and uh, Mohamed El Neni. And mm. in that case, we might go for a creative midfielder. But mm-hmm. I think Arsenal might uh, have a surprise for us. Actually, talking about Emil Smith-Rowe as well in the midfield, I just wanted to ask, handing him the number 10 shirt, what do you think? Is it too soon, too much pressure, or the right time? I think it is a right time. Again, uh, how he takes 
that's what matters the most. Previously, we have seen it has been with Mesut Ozil and Jack Wilshere. Uh, they played better without the number 10, rather with number 10. So it it is very interesting, uh, the numbers curse. We already have one curse with the club, which is the number 9. Uh, we had a couple of players wearing the number 9 jerseys, such as Podolski and Alexander Lacazette, who have been struggled with the injuries and not scoring consistently. So now it is interesting to see if he struggles or if he continues to grow and mature as a football player. Right. Interesting view. Again, I think I would have to ask Melody as well. On your viewpoint, number 10 on MLC throw too soon or absolutely the right time? I think it's the right time. I think that having him the number 10 jersey will also give him confidence that we believe in him for us to do well in the club. I mean, for him to do well for the club. So I hope that with that confidence, he will actually do well for next season. Yeah, thanks, Melody. Um, yeah, so going back to Albert Sambi Lokonga, um, yeah, Kapil, tell us more a bit more about this this youngster that Arsenal just signed Lokonga. Um, from a perspective from Arsenal fans' perspective, what do you know so far about him? Okay, so I'll start with a fun fact. Uh, his brother okay. Paul Jose Impoku played for Spurs back in 2019 uh, for their youth team but never made a senior appearance for them. So, oh. yeah. Okay. It is not much known because his brother didn't make it to the top level at Spurs. Mm. But we have a very hot prospect with us. Uh, since, uh, as I said, Arsenal's midfield is, is consisting of fringe players who might be on their way to leave or might not play a big part uh, in upcoming season. Uh, Sambi plays box to box, but uh, according to the reports, he's a proper number six, a 20 years old youngster, six foot tall, uh, was on the Belgium's standby list for the Euros and in fact, captained Anderlecht in the past. Uh, so he is a prospect to look for. And what we have seen in recent past is Arsenal more often tend to sign more experienced players with the age on their side. But this transfer window, we have seen players such as Sambi Lokonga or Tavares in their 20s making it to the first team. And I feel that uh, Arsenal team struggled with the passes a lot last season, not making many progressive passes, uh, getting ball from back to front very quickly. We more often tended to make sideways passes. Uh, but that's where Sambi Lukunga might chip in with uh, he being able to find a way to make progressive passes, maybe 20-30 yards down the line, which takes Arsenal's attack to the edge of the opponent's box very quickly. And I see him playing in a double pivot along with Thomas Partey and Smithrow playing in front of him in a number 10 position. So yeah, he's a very exciting prospect and a nice player to have. I actually have to agree with Kapil. I'm actually quite excited by the signing of him. I think he's quite versatile as well. So I'm looking forward to see how he performs for the club once he settles in. All right. Um, thanks, Kapil and Melody. Um, yeah, very exciting talent. As always, Arsenal has has a lot of you know youngster, especially youngster that they have they have cultivated, you know, since since Arsenal Wenger's time. Yeah, moving on to next season now, uh, we're gonna talk about um Arsenal's ambition for next season. Um, we know that last season Arsenal finished um behind Tottenham and West Ham. Uh, of course, they, they dropped out of the Conference League or they, they, they did not qualify for the... Um, either fortunately or unfortunately, they did not qualify for the Conference League. 
Um, but they did have a very good run up to the end of the season. Um, a, a, a lot of few consecutive wins, a few. Yeah, so moving ahead to next season, what do you think is the correct ambition now that you don't have the uh, burden, so to say, of uh, European football? So realistically speaking, Arsenal have been ambitious in the transfer window. Now it remains to the players to do the same on the field. Realistically, I can say the top six, I'm not going for the top four because it is not uh, possible with the current crop. We, If we sign a great forward or a creative midfielder, then we have a chance of finishing into top four or pushing at least for the top four. But as we see, every other team is also uh, signing great players. So it would be difficult to get into the top four. We haven't been there for the last couple of seasons, but I think top six should be the minimum target with uh, since we don't have any European football to play with. So lesser away days, then more rest between the matches, more practice. So yeah, top six should be the priority. And a cup would be cherry on the cake. <laughs> All right, thanks Kapil. Um, Mel, what is your proposed Arsenal's ambition? Next season. I always aim for the Champions League. But as what Kapil said, we have, we have new signings who are still quite young, need time to settle and gel. Every player's leaving. I think there's going to be quite a number of changes to the team. So it really depends on how they all fit in and how they all play. I think top six is a realistic target, but I'm going to aim high and I still want the top four. If possible. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a I mean that's pretty ambitious as well. And yeah, a good well well explained. Now I mean right now I have to ask Kapil, if you are the Arsenal manager, what would be your starting eleven going into the game week one of the season, assuming that you have the current squad, current Arsenal squad to choose from? Assuming all the players who are on extended leave come back, such as Bukayo Saka and Adi yeah, Martinelli. Yeah, definitely. Ah, okay. Okay. So I would go with four, two, three, one. From uh, at the back, we can have Rob Holding and Ben White or Gabriel for that matter. Uh, on the wing backs, we can have Keir Tierney and Hector Bellerin. I don't know if, if he would be there when the Premier League starts, but yeah, we can go with it. So Hector Bellerin, Ben White, uh, Rob Holding, and Tierney becomes the back four. Then the four two, the second part would be uh, Partey and Lokonga. Then for the three, I would have uh, Emil Smithrow in number 10. On the left wing, I would have Bukayo Saka. On the right, I'll have Nicolas Pepe. And at up front, I feel I would have Alex Lacazette. And not Aubameyang. Wow, both choices. So both Aubameyang and Granit Xhaka to miss out on your starting level. <laughs> because Alexander Lacazette surprisingly has scored more consistently at the end of the last season compared to Aubameyang. Aubameyang has been misfiring. Uh, so I think Lacazette deserves a chance purely on what he has been doing at the last of the season. Kapil, do you agree that, you know, um, last season we talked about, uh, last season actually Aubameyang signed a new contract with Arsenal and since then his form has really dropped and he hasn't recovered since then. Do you agree with that? I partially agree with that, but again, there is no particular reason that 
just because he signed the contract his form has dipped there has been other reasons such as uh, the mesut ozil saga is also there the team spirit dropping off uh, the covid so there are multiple reasons which we see and we do not see have culminated into obameyang not being in the form but with correct mindset with correct transfers coming into the team i think he should be firing again uh, this season thanks kapil um kapil i have to ask you the question that i um always ask the arsenal fans around me uh since because after the copa america you know we see martinez Uh, Martinez heroic. Do you think it was a mistake from Mateta to sell Martinez to Aston Villa? For me, I would have always preferred Martinez over Burnley, no? Oh, okay. But it was the club's decision to go for selling because as we have spoken, Arsenal don't generate a lot of funds on player sales and that was one yes. position which resulted into almost 16 million. so hmm. it was club decision to sell but again in the long term it would have definitely helped because he was a home grown player and as a result hmm. now this season we have to look for a backup goalkeeper who would be a home grown player uh, we made a mistake by signing alex runnerson uh, who was without experience not much great skills at the feet so i think uh, the club handled the situation not very well but again nobody knew that burnley no might be on his way out because at that time he was the number one but come this season it feels that he might be on his way out or he might not even sign a contract extension so if arsenal knew this condition would happen subsequently they might have just kept martinez and would have gone for getting off leno from their sheet yeah but let's not forget though um Martinez left after winning Arsenal the FA Cup and then you know after Leno was injured against Brighton uh through the new Mopé injury you know uh, Martinez came in he did a sterling job and and he won him an FA Cup and you know probably the better way would, would be like okay Martinez you are now the first choice you know I have Leno as my backup and then we'll see where it goes because there's no reason to drop him after the FA Cup win but again uh, dropping burn leno to the bench and saying that you would be the backup to martinez would have felt as an insult to burn leno himself who had often True. starts for germany and it would have again created a mixture of uh, not so good team work in the making till the time we had a good team work in the keepers uh, when leno got injured martinez performed absolutely brilliant but again these are some things which are still unknown how arteta looks at the players personally for me even matteo guendouzi was my favorite player i didn't see just for his one mistake against brighton he mm-hmm. was uh, never selected and never got a chance to play for us again so these are some man management things that i don't understand of mikel arteta uh, the same case for cedric suarez same case for william saliba for that matter <laughs> Saliba is still on exile, right? Like he hasn't, he hasn't played for the club for as yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. Talking about goalkeepers as well. Uh, Arsenal signed Matthew Ryan on loan last season. Mm-hmm. He made three appearances and then he went back to Brighton and now he's been sold to Real Sociedad. Do you think Arsenal should have exercised the option to buy him, uh, to make him a backup goalkeeper? The problem was lack of homegrown players. and Matty Ryan was not a homegrown player so this season we need somebody a youngster if not then uh, probably an english goalkeeper as a backup that was the issue with him because if we had kept Matty Ryan then in that case we might have to sacrifice some other position because you need to keep a tab on the homegrown and foreign players 
Good point, good point. Yeah, um, Kapil, do you think it's a blessing in disguise that like Arsenal missed out for, uh, in Europe for the first time in, uh, in, in, in quite a while so that they can focus in Premier League? I felt for the last couple of seasons, every time we qualified for Europe, be it Champions League or Europa League, it was coming. It was just a matter of time when we miss out on uh, the European games because uh, the decline was there with the club management and the business that they were making, the loss-making business, Mm -hmm. we can definitely say. It was always Mm -hmm. on the cards that some season we might miss out on and now it's finally here. I can only say we going on top and not going down from this position. So it is great that for me personally, it is good that we are not going to Europe. This season, we can completely focus on the team because the team bonding, the team gelling is very important. With half-hearted team, you cannot go to play every single match and then miss out on. So there is a team to focus on. They can bond together. There is not much travel. They can focus on their game style, build a team and then compete for the bigger things next season. This is not the season to compete for the glory, but this is the season to build on the signings. True, true, true. I, I get your point. And also without Europe, you know, you don't have the midweek games. We have a whole week in the training ground to gel with the players, you see. And as a Liverpool fan, one thing to say is that um, if you remember Liverpool's um, title charge in 2013-2014, the Luis Suarez season, was without European football. So probably a, a good motivation <laughs> for Arsenal. Right. All right. Um, yeah. Before we wrap up, um, Kapil, anything else to add? Mm, nothing much. It was a pleasure to be here. Uh... One day, Mel dropped me a message saying, are you interested in joining the podcast? And I was like, <laughs> yes, definitely. Why not? Yeah, thank, thank you so much for the good spot. I mean, like, I heard from Mel that you listened to the episode that we had with her. That's why I decided to you know, invite you along as well. So I can tell the story how me and I Mel met in Singapore. Oh, yeah. How did you all met? In, in, like, was it on Twitter or in Singapore? Or? Emirates. It was in Singapore. Uh, Arsenal were going okay. to come down for playing International Champions Cup. And I had my uh-huh. eyes set on attending one of the matches. I had focused on Arsenal versus PSG. And a couple of months back when the fixtures were announced, that was just before uh, I had got my first job. So I started saving because it was I was desperate to attend an Arsenal game. And going to London was very expensive since I just started my job. So I focused on Singapore because it was uh, in my budget. So mm-hmm. when Arsenal announced their fixtures, uh, mm-hmm. I checked uh, the Twitter uh, family. I messaged a couple of people. I tagged a couple of Arsenal fans from Singapore. Some of them didn't reply. Some of them left me on scene. But it was Mel who was very <laughs> generous and kind enough to reply me and resolve all my queries because she has attended many matches in and of Singapore. So she even helped me uh, to attend the training session. So the day we landed, I got a message from her that the same evening there is a training session and she can keep two tickets aside for me and my friend. So we fresh, wow. we got freshened up and we rushed to the stadium and she was there with her friends. So I would like to thank her again because that was my first match. I saw Mesut Ozil, Aubameyang, Hector Bellerin all live for first time. Oh. I think when Mel was involved, 
the 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 match day experience is always very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I had spare tickets, and why not? I mean, like he came all the way from India just to see them, and you're all fellow gunners. And if if it, if I don't give the tickets to him, it'll be wasted as well. So yeah, yes, yes. we should help one another to get get better match day experiences and just share the joy. I'm very happy to help you and nice to meet you too. It was our first official meeting then after yes, talking definitely. on Twitter for a while. And definitely I met the other amazing Gunas uh, who are a part of Arsenal Singapore Supporters Club. So it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the match day, I met Australian supporters, Indonesian supporters. So it was a truly global event, we can say, in terms of uh, Arsenal being a global brand. And later, mm. I found out that even Mel supports the French football team. So, yes. the interests were common. I was talking to Kapi about Arsenal and France after that. So, we had like nothing in common. That's good. Okay, um, Kapi, just a curious question. Are you also doing like podcasts in India? Uh, as of now, we are not doing. I at times participate in the podcast. But that is something in our mind that we can do for global fans. Uh, but we'll start local and then slowly we have the plans for coming up with the podcast. Yeah, I think it's fun, right, to talk about football with people from yeah. different clubs, different world, different part of the world. Yeah, so um, yeah, thanks a lot for joining us today, Kapil. Thank you. It was a pleasure. All right, Arjun, before we wrap up, anything else to add? No, I think we've uh, co- covered what we wanted to cover. Thanks again to Kapil and Mel for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for inviting me back too. It was a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Well, I think it was, yeah, it was a very good podcast, you know, uh, spanning from Malaysia, Singapore, and India. All right, um, listeners, if you have any comments about our podcast, please do leave us a DM. My Instagram handle is at Stephen underscore rock underscore on, and Arjun's Instagram handle is at Ruben Arjun. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Mr. Boy SG and Sasha Bakery. Thanks, Kapil. Thanks, Mel. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Thank you. All right. Um, next episode, we'll be talking about Chelsea Football Club. Um, and in the meantime, stay safe and bye-bye.